Yeah, bro. <laughs> Barbecue chicken. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, brothers and bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast redraft episode. And this is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co bro, Dynasty Bro Vic, Chief Sosa, FF. I almost forgot the FF. <laughs> What's up, and man? right before we started the pod, we retweeted all the cool, you know, episode about the start tweets. And uh, Vic Vic set one of the tweets on fire with a retweet, three fires in a row. I sent the dancing man after that. You know, just let him know we dancing in the fire today. We getting to it, bro. Yeah, man. Barbecue chicken, how you, bro. <laughs> how you feel today, man? You good? I'm good, man. Count down to the holidays. I'm ready to relax and see some family on a limited basis, hopefully. Um, Keyword, some. Yeah. Some. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes, man. Especially movie with the, theaters open. You seen any good movies lately? I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not going nowhere near that. So shit, shit, crazy, bro. All right, so look, we got a fire, fire episode again, and we're going to talk about the top, not all top, but just the top performers in general. I picked four guys, one at each position. Vic did the same thing, and uh, it was a good week this week, man. We had some um. Some things that we didn't expect to happen. We've seen some great plays happen. Um, we had some big-time players this week, man. And not the typical names either. So I'm excited to get into this to to expose you to some guys that may be on the waiver wire. You know, we're going to do the four-minute offense. And then talk about some guys that maybe you don't have the trust to start because they're not the biggest name. There's one guy out there I can't wait to talk about, bro. So you ready to get straight to it, man? Let's get to it, man. I'm excited, man. It's definitely a good week of football. Yes, sir. And we get to talk about the catch, bro. The catch. The Hail Murray. <laughs> that was hard. I didn't come up with that, by the way. I, I stole that off Twitter. Well, actually, that was a newspaper headline out of out of Phoenix. I man, I was ready to crown you the man for saying Hail Murray. Hail Murray. Hey, Murray. I'm good for it, man. I'm still good for the punchlines. <laughs> But we're going to get straight to it, man. We'll we'll start at the quarterbacks, go to running backs, go receivers and tight ends. Is that how you want to do it or we just want to be all over the place? I'm open, bro. Yeah, let's start with the QBs, bro. All right, man. So um, you want me to jump off since you always got to kick off the four-minute offense, man? Yeah, that's cool, bro. Who you got? Who's your uh, top performer at the QB spot? <sighs> the guy we just talked about, 23-year-old sophomore, Starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Hey, all I'm saying is number one QB in, on the season, man, and he's balling. All he did is go out there and complete a 22 out of his 32 attempts, 245 yards, touchdown passing. But what made him the beast is the two rushing touchdowns. That's why Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake can't put up the numbers they want to because Kyler is scoring a rushing touchdown every single week, basically. You can just lock that in. Rushing touchdown, throwing touchdown every week for Kyler right now. Man, he's on a tear. You know, I can tell he's one happy guy getting one of the best receivers in the league. You know, I'm not here to debate and argue. We got three fire receivers, man, at the top that are in this debate. But getting Hopkins, man, really changed that offense, man, and Kyler. So um, not even just this week, man, just the past weeks and his performance this year, man. How do you feel about Kyler going forward, man, and just – projections going up he's just gonna keep on getting better he is man he's in the right system and uh he does it all 
he's basically what we want Lamar to be, a guy that can throw and run so he can make the deep passes that are accurate. Um, you know, at this point, we got to put Kyler in the MVP conversation for like NFL, not only fantasy football, but just NFL in general. So, man, he's definitely uh, doing his thing in, in year two. Man, he's balling, bro. And they say little guys can't 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 be quarterbacks. Hey, they lie, bro. So he's doing it. He give me faith for my future, bro. That's true, man. Making all the point guards proud out there, man. That play quarterback. <laughs> so. True that. True that, man. So Kyler, man, um, it was one of the top quarterbacks on the week, man. So there we go. Who's your quarterback? You want to talk about my guy? All right, I'm going to acknowledge Tom Brady because he finished number one, but the guy I want to talk about is Josh Allen. So he finished as the number three QB this week. Um, so, of course, you guys saw it. It was a shootout in the desert between the Bills and the Cardinals. And, man, hey, Josh Allen, he he actually has that clutch factor, man. He actually drove him down the field, made all the right reads and passes, and even found Stephon Diggs in the end zone. Unfortunately, they still left some time on the clock for Arizona to come back and win it. But I'm loving everything I'm seeing out of Josh Allen. Um, of course, you know, Coming in, there were some concerns about, you know, can he improve his accuracy? And he's he's shown like he's making all the right reads and he's he's been throwing a lot this year, too. And he scaled back on the rushing attempts, even though he's still involved in the run game. But I'm loving everything I'm seeing out of Josh Allen. Shout out to him taking that leap. It's funny. We're talking two quarterbacks who got superstar receivers going into the season, man. And, you know, you we should just expect improvement if you get a superstar receiver added to your roster, you know. Um, and I know we're ner- nervous about receiver play in a new offense and a new system, but both of those guys are flourishing this year with those quarterbacks, man. And uh, it was only – they. I feel like they had no choice but to get better with the receivers that they got added to their core. So, yeah, shout-out to Josh Allen. Um, he's a dog, bro. He got that that little confidence in him, man. And I just – it's only up for here. It's – for him, it's only up from here on out, bro. So shout out to Josh Allen. Yeah, that's a good point. That they definitely debunked my myth of you know new quarterbacks and new receivers and new places. I mean, if you're elite, you're elite. So yeah, man, you just got to trust the talent. All right, all right. Um, you ready to move on to the running backs, my guy? Yep, let's move, bro. All right, so look, I'm gonna talk about my guy going into the season, man. If you watch this or if you watch the dynasty, you know I love me some Josh Jacobs starting running back for the Raiders, the LA Raiders. Look, this guy is really only playing between just like 60, 65% of the snaps. But the Raiders know what they're doing because when they have him in the game, he's running the ball. This week he had 21 attempts, 112 yards, two touchdowns, man. And Really, he's been making his killing on straight yardage. And, you know, they've been adding him into the the passing game. You know, for the most part, he's always getting about three catches a game. He's getting those targets, even with the other backs that they have in the backfield, man. He's getting a run. He's always going to be the goal line back. And honestly, the Raiders are actually putting him in position to be able to have those type of games where he can run up the attempts because they're staying in games. The defense isn't letting them down and, the offense is flourishing, you know. Um, you know, Derek Carr looks like a improved quarterback this season compared to last year, man. So Josh Jacobs, man, into his sophomore year, we wonder was he gonna be able to take another leap forward and be involved in the passing game? And he's doing everything he's supposed to, bro. So I still have my love for Josh Jacobs, man. And he's going out there flourishing, man. So a big week by him. Um, how you feel about Josh Jacobs, brother? Man, I'm I'm sure you know. 
it might have been last week. I, I reached out to you. I was like, man, I just did a trade straight up for Josh Jacobs, and I sent DK. And, of course, I wasn't feeling too good about it, just given DK was taking off those big monster weeks. But now that trade is starting to look back even in balance. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I definitely like what I'm seeing out of Josh Jacobs. He's in the perfect division as far as for a situation. You know, you got a high-power Kansas City Chiefs offense. You got an up-and-coming high-power Chargers offense with Herbert. So, those are offenses you don't want to be in shootouts with. So, of course, you need the run game to keep those offenses off the field. Um, so, yeah, all they, all they got to do is just feed Jacobs, man. And he's shown he can carry the workload and be a workhorse. Like, he he easily can handle 20-plus touches a game every week. Touche, touche. He's a dog, bro. He's a dog. So, um, I'm excited to hear your running back, man. All right, man. You know, you know, I got to show love to the hometown coast, man. So, Naeem Himes, he uh, finished as the number three running back on the week. Of course, going into the Thursday night game against the Titans, everyone on Twitter was like, man, this is the Jonathan Taylor breakout week. It's going to happen as far as, you know, the big game for him to get back on track. But, man, Naeem Himes, man, he looks like the best runner in, that's in our system right now. So, shout out to him, you know, and it was his birthday. Um, so, of course, he hit the end zone twice in terms of in the passing game and on the ground. Um, so of course, you know, he was up and down throughout the season. He had that big monster week one once Marlon Mack went down and we got another nine Heim sighting, man. So he's a guy that should definitely be on your rosters. Um, you know, man, I, for me, I gotta be honest. I don't know if I'm comfortable playing him in a flex yet. I just got to see how the coats continue to leverage that committee because three running backs are involved. Um, so, but you definitely want to add him if you can, and we'll see how this week go against the Packers. So the issue is, you know, I love me some Naheem Hines. I'm not going to act like I loved him like a running back one going into the season. But I told you, man, however Phillips going to play, he's going Hines is going to have to be involved. And I really think he's game proof whether they're down or up. It's just the fact, you know, sometimes that offense looks bad if Phillip is just not having a Phillip game and. You know, I don't I don't know what happens some games, but we have the O-line to protect Phillip. Phillip sometimes just does what he wants to, doesn't make the smartest of decisions. But uh Hines should always be able to be game, game proof no matter what the score is. And uh I like him, man. I, I like what Phillip Rivers and a running back can do. So I don't know. Hines should keep having games. I'm not gonna say he's gonna keep on scoring two touchdown games, but he should be involved in you know you're in any kind of PPR league, man. He's definitely going to be involved. So you should always love having that depth, that running back on your team like that. So I rock with it. Yeah, and a couple other guys I do want to call out real quick. DeAndre Swift, he got his first start, so rookie running back for the Lions. You know he did his thing, having a top five finish this week. So future's bright, man. Looks like they're finally giving him that backfield in Detroit, man. You think that's a good move? Is that way overdue, bro? Adrian Peterson is the one stealing touches from him, bro. At this point, you and drafted that you you put that capital into your rookie. Give him the ball unless he's making mistakes, which he's not. He looks good when he runs the ball. He's he's big enough to play in the you know the, the red zone. He can catch well. You just play the guy you put your capital in. You're not really helping your team playing 34, 35, whatever. Peterson might be 36 now, to be honest. Playing 36-year-old Adrian Peterson ain't doing nothing but hindering your running back. You need to put him out there and keep letting him get them reps, bro. Let him get them reps. Shit. Yeah, yeah. And before we move on, I just want to shout out Rojo. That's my guy. He had a top five finish, so I got to call him out, man. And, of course, you know, there's been some concerns with the whole backfield in Tampa Bay between him and Fournette, but looks like this week it was Rojo's backfield. So he had that big 98-yard run, I believe, 98 yards or 99 Yo. yards. So big run, bro. He almost got caught, but I was able to get my tweet off afterwards saying, hey, he ain't done yet. 
We ain't Not done yet. yet, Rojo. We ain't done. All right, bro. All right. Any other running backs you got, or are you ready for the receivers? Nah, man, let's go to the receivers because I'm ready to give guys their due, man. That's what I'm about to do right now. We talked about I probably got some guys that could be on your waiver wire if you're paying attention or guys that you you drafted and you keep seeing those games where it's like, it's probably time I put them in. But then when Sunday rolls around, you don't want to put them in because the name doesn't sound sexy. Let's talk about Mr. Cole Beasley, man. Number one raw receiver on the week, first of all. Let's talk about this guy. He's a dog. You already talked about Josh Allen. You talked about Stefan Diggs. Sometimes when you get a number one receiver, that opens up somebody else. And I think that's what it's doing right now, opening up a guy in the slot who can sit, get open on plays, he can move around. And he's actually, you know, actually when he gets the ball, he can run, like make moves with the ball. So I love this guy. All he did was have 13 targets this past week, 11 receptions, 109 yards and a touchdown. Five eight one seventy, bro. That's nothing. When you go out there and you you work on your craft, man, he's been a good slot guy for a while, man. And I think he's just the time that Josh Allen is stepping up and throwing the ball. I think this is perfect for all those pass pass receivers, man. And Kobe's just been going out there doing it consistently, week after week after week. I just want to give people that confidence to say, hey, you could throw him in your lineup, man. He's putting up consistent wide receiver two numbers. Besides, like those past couple weeks. Might have been rough because they were running the ball, playing against some tough defenses. But before that, man, it was consistent double-digit game, double-digit game. That's all you want, man, is guys is going to consistently give you double digits, get tons of receptions, any kind of PPR game you in. You can throw them in at a wide receiver, too, to be honest. So, Mr. Cole Beasley, Mr. Five foot eight, hundred seventy pounds, bro. That's what he's doing right now. Number one receiver on the week. I like the call, man. He's a poor man's Julian Edelman, poor man's Wes Welker. Um, I'm trying to name yeah. a black slot guy. I don't know who I can name because those are all white guys. But Randall shout Kyle to Cole. back in the day. Randall Cobb. There you go. The there you go, man. But Cole Beasley, man, he gets it done in a slot. I mean, we've seen him do that even going back to the Dallas Cowboys days. And he's tough, too, man. Like, he'll go in there and knowing he's going to get his head knocked off, but he still goes in there and catch the ball. So um, shout out to Cole Beasley, man. He, he definitely needs to be in your lineups. True that. True that, man. All right, man, my wide receiver is, of course, the guy who always has been pounding the tape before, who I got as the best receiver in the league. I mean, you could run the tape back on all this, DeAndre Hopkins, man. So he was having a big game before the catch. But as you guys saw, seven catches on 12 targets, 100-yard game, game-winning touchdown in the clutch. He he mossed three dudes, man. Like, man, dude, how many times did you watch that replay over? Like, how many times have you seen that clip? To be honest, White Sam texted me after it happened, and I was driving home from my mom's, and I was like, bro, I didn't get to see it. Can you text it to me because I'm driving, and when I get home, I just want to go to sleep. I got to be at work early. Yeah. I get the link on my way home. Every red light I came to, I watched that catch, bro, from my mom's house to the house. I watched that catch every red light. It was crazy. Wow. It was amazing. Like he caught it on three dudes, like triple coverage and was also crazy about it. He had on the Jumpman gloves and then you see a Adidas brand gloved and a Nike brand gloved and all these other brands. And hey, I know that Jordan stock went up after that catch, man. So shout out to DeAndre, man. I mean, we already know he's a baller, man. He, he's a clutch wide receiver. You just got to put it in the neighborhood. He's going to go get it. So fire, man. Definitely love to see that with DeAndre. I do want to call out Diggs because he finished number three. I mean, up until that point, I thought Diggs had the game winning catch and, you know, yeah. 
again, we saw Josh Allen drive down the field and Diggs, you know, run like a deep out into the end zone. And that was a hell of a play too, man. So hats off to Diggs. He's doing his thing for the Bills. But unfortunately, they left some time out there for the Cardinals to drive. So hell of a throw, man. Hell of a catch. Um, Can you say the Kyler Murray pun again before we leave this? Yeah, that was that was the Hail Murray, man. So I didn't come up with that line, by the way, but that's just all the headlines. So I like that shit, bro. Whoever came up with that shit is clever. Yeah, bro. Clever um, in the mug. On the receivers, I also do want to call out Deontay Johnson. He had a top five week. Um, so, of course, you know, he was in line to have a big season, and we saw the emergence of Chase Claypool this year and also – you know, Juju had a slow start, but looked like he's getting on track. But how do you feel about Deontay Johnson, man? Do you think he can maintain a um, top 10 finish going forward? Yes, bro, because he's the slot out of that whole, you know, you know, Chase Claypool's on the side and Juju plays uh, on the outside. And, you know, it's always room for that slot receiver, man. And just in general, I really, I really think Pittsburgh has been back on track. That's why James Conner ain't been doing nothing. They're showing their true colors again, and that's, hey, Big Ben will just throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, and he has three talented receivers, and when Ebron steps in, he has four talented pass catchers, and um, I like him, man. I think Big Ben is getting back comfortable, so I think he's going to just be slinging the football now, and I think Deontay's a recipient, the way they use him, and he's great in space. I don't know, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. So, yeah, bro. Um, I got an honorable mention, too. I never want to skip this guy because he's been on a tear, bro. I'm talking. This is fantasy points in the last four weeks. 47, 30, 36, 19. Devontae Adams, man, hey, he missed two games and already had his bye, and he's wide receiver two on the season, bro. He's a dog, bro. Bro, we had him. Skip that. Yeah, we got him finishing as number one, right? So he's he's on yeah. pace. And he's tied, and he's tied uh, for first in touchdowns, even though he missed two games and already had his bye. Beast, he's a bro. dog, bro. Him and Adam Thielen. Yeah. So thought I'd throw that out there, man. I didn't want to skip Devontae, bro. He deserves his due. All good, bro. All right, man. Let's move on to the tight ends. Um, may I start off by saying the tight end week was ugly. So I'll say Gronk was number one. I think he had 14 total PPR points. So this is one of those weeks where it's like, hey, you didn't get shitted on against the Kelsey guy. You didn't have no guy blow up and make your tight end look normal. You know, if you lost, you lost fair and square because the tight ends didn't make no difference this week. But uh, let's talk about Mr. Jordan Reed, man. And I know we, uh, I might have missed last week, you know, prematurely telling you guys to grab him and play him that last Thursday. Because he technically was just coming off injured reserved, and I I think they only activated him because they had all those uh positive positive COVID tests last week, man. So they set all the receivers basically. But going into this week, man, um, Jordan Reed, well, all he did was go out there and uh he had my bad, my phone. I just had somebody call me, but that's my bad. So I was looking up the stats on my paperwork. Okay, my bad. He had six targets. Five receptions, 62 yards, which might not sound like a lot, but it does you justice when you got tight ends not doing anything, man. If you don't have the Kelsey's, the Kittles, usually you'll say Mark Andrews, but he's been off and on. If you don't have those top two tight ends, man, if you could get any kind of play, double-digit play from a tight end, you'll take that. So those 11 points that we got from Jordan Reed, Gave him a top five week this week, man, and that's a guy off the waiver wire. So I think it will keep getting better. 
um, for Jordan Reed. I think they had a bad offensive uh, game plan this week. But, uh, you know, Shanahan does better than that. So I still like some Jordan Reed going forward, man. Kittle's going to be gone the rest of the season for the most part. So I like some Jordan Reed. I like what he did. You had a touchdown to that. You're basically looking at almost 20 points, man. So without those touchdowns, you still take those receptions and that yardage. So I like it. Fire, bro. All right, man. I got a tight end for you guys. And he was actually part of my trade show last week. So hopefully you guys went and got some Mark Andrews while the stock was low. His price is going back up. He was number two tight end this week. Uh, if you guys watched the Sunday night game, it was pouring down rain in New England. But for him to still maintain seven catches on nine targets, he didn't have any touchdowns, but he still finished with 13 points. So, hey, that's that's a top five finish. We'll take that all day long. Um, so, yeah, man, it's only going to be up and up in here for Mark Andrews, especially come fantasy playoffs. I will say this, the window to get him will open back up, especially over the next couple of weeks. You know, he plays Tennessee and the Steelers. Um, so those are pretty good defenses. So he might not have the best outings. So you could probably use that opportunity to go get you some Mark Andrews. But if you look at the schedule for the playoffs, for one, going into the playoffs the week prior, you got Dallas, then you got Cleveland week one, Jacksonville, and then the Giants championship week. So that sounds like a league winner schedule for me at the tight end position. True that, true that, man, true that. I like it, man. Um, You know, him, you know, it's, it's been up and down on tight ends, like I said, man. If Basically, if you just don't have Kelsey. I'm going to go ahead and skip Kittle. He's been having a banged-up year. If you don't have Kelsey this year, man, you should be able to be in the running week by week with the tight end plays, man. You shouldn't be getting your ass whooped. So um, if you ain't listening to us now when we do the our next segment, you know, we do our four-minute offense, we done dropped some gems on tight end. And uh, if you ain't pick up what we was putting down, it's kind of your fault because at this point, you know, you could be piecing together a top five tight end, you know, week by week with your stream. So, yeah. That's that, man. All right, man, before we get to this four-minute offense, where can they follow you at? Hey, you can follow me at DynastyBro.Malcolm. How is your team going to handle the adversity of losing your starting QB for multiple weeks? Is Winston worth a pick from the wire? I might be talking about Jameis Winston. Um, wink. During the four-minute offense. So, Dan, just give it a second. We'll we'll see. We'll see where we start. Um, follow me at DynastyBros.com on Instagram and Twitter and follow the main Instagram handle, DynastyBrosFF. Where can they follow you at, bro? Hey, I just learned how to flash the comments on the screen. <laughs> That's what's up. But uh, <laughs> I could have been did that. But uh, Chief Sosa FF, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube, DynastyBrosFF. Subscribe to our podcast, wherever you guys listen to podcasts, Dynasty Bros FF. And I want to shout out to Black and White Sports. Um, so this is where you can catch the exclusive redraft audio um, with them. So, yeah, shout out to our, our brothers. Make sure you guys get them a follow. They're on our social media. Black and White Sports um, 1. All right. Before we get into this four-minute offense, I want to let you know, um, Dan put some put some bets out this week, man, betting on these games, man. The money line, I don't know who he went through. I just want to let him know if he bet this $25 on DraftKings, he probably would have won more than this $275, man, because I bet $5 and was getting like – I did a parlay, and I think my parlay was like 400 if I would have won out. But uh, shout-out to Dan, man. He, he bet on these games. He got the Raiders game right, the Cardinals, Dolphins, Steelers, Rams, Saints. He bet money lines, so not just flat-out wins, heads up. So, shout-out to Dan for winning some money, money, man. Shout-out to Dan. Thanksgiving on them, man. 
Put it on their tab. I'll be there. I'll be there to pull up to get my turkey, have my turkey ready. Yeah. <laughs> he said, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's get to the four minute offense real quick, bro. And um, Man. can I start? Can I start? I got a special yeah. one now. I gotta shake my head though, because I'm seeing all these bets and money lines. I haven't been on DraftKings since I since I took that L. Remember, I took that uh, L with Mitch. I, I, I took the, I, I, I get it, bro. I took the over. I thought Mitch was gonna have two touchdowns, man. He got benched that game against the Falcons, man. So I put myself on suspension, but I think I'm ready to come off that self um suspension. I don't know, bro. Bad no Mitch sounds like a year's worth of punishment on yourself, bro. You should bro. fall back a little longer. No, no nuts, no glory, man. You gonna gamble, gamble, bro. It might be the Mr. Bisky show. Depends on what this bye week is, and uh, uh, Nick Foles got banged up in the game, so you might be able to bet again on your boy in a minute. I don't know, bro. I, I put a bag on him last time. I got you. I ain't gonna do it. All right, let's get this four minute offense, bro. Um, I'm about to start. Right, three, two. One and we're going all right. My first guy to pick up on the waiver wire, Mr. Jameis Winston, <laughs> backup quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Man, um, Drew Brees said he got a fucking broken ribs and a punctured lung. He's about to get um, he's about to get a second opinion to make sure all of that stuff is really wrong. But uh, if he's gone, man, it could be the Jameis Winston show. He has probably the best pass down catching back, running back, um, and Alvin Kamara. And um, he has Michael Thomas, who he's he's getting back on track with his health, but he's still one of the best receivers in the league. So I like Jameis Winston, and he'll throw the fucking ball. So he might be a guy you need to pick up this week, Jameis Winston. I, I like that, and shout out to Dan. He dropped the my bookie promo code BWS Sports One. So yeah, uh, check them out, especially if you're into betting on these games and the money lines. Make sure you gamble responsibly. All right. I'm looking at the comments, but uh, my first ad is going to be Andy Dalton, man. So he's coming back QB for Dallas Cowboys. So if you need some QB help, if you're desperate, especially a lot of QBs went down. Drew Brees went down. Kyle Allen went down a while back. Gardner Minshew got benched. You know, if you was banking on him, I know I was expecting to have a top 12 season this year. So Andy Dalton, that's your chance to get back in on the QB play with a Dallas offense. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let me get into uh, Mr. MVS, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Still no Adam, Liz- no Allen Lazard. Look, past two weeks, this is what my man done did. 21 fantasy points, 26 fantasy points. Two catches, 53 yards, two touchdowns last week. Four catches, 149 yards, one touchdown this week. He's the big play guy right now. And uh, with all the attention that's going Devontae Adams' way, somebody's eyes going to be open. He, bro, did you see how open he's been on these touchdowns, bro? Probably not. Yeah, He's yeah. been wide open because all the attention goes straight to Devontae Adams. So, MVS, man, if he's on your waiver wire, go grab him. All right. My next ad is um, Naeem Himes. So, we talked to him earlier in the show for the Colts. I'm sure, you know, he had that hot start week one. He's kind of been under the radar since then, but he's back up again. So, I would add him um, just for some death play. And I'm curious to see how he does this week against the Packers, but hopefully he's he's a flex play going forward. So I would be patient, though, at least this week, um, since we still leverage a committee. We are a minute and 30 right now left. Um, let's go down to the Patriots, man. I know Cam Newton hasn't been the best quarterback since early in the season, but the guy, Jacoby Myers, wide receiver, man, since sophomore year. We loved him last year. I don't know if you guys remember that, but uh, 
All he's been doing is playing 99% of the snaps, 99% of the snaps, 98% of the snaps. Yeah, in the past three weeks, he'd had two double-digit target weeks, seven last week. Um, he's just balling. Six catches, 12 catches, five catches, 58 yards, 59 yards, 169 yards. He's getting all the attention he can. He's scoring. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. He's a big guy. Um, I think Cam Newton found his new guy. So, Jacoby Myers, if he's still out there. 48 seconds left, Vic. All right, man, let's keep it home. Wide receiver for the Colts, Michael Pittman. Um, so, of course, he's coming back off that surgery. Um, don't even want to just say injury, surgery. But he had a big game on Thursday night. He had seven catches on eight targets for over 100 yards. He even had a, a carry for 21 yards. So, he's looking like the number one wide receiver right now in that Colts wide receiver room. You love to see it. He's rocking that number 11. Of course, down in Tennessee, A.J. Brown rocking that number 11. So, battle of the 11 is going to be here for a while. So, love Michael Pittman, especially in Dynasty. All right, we got 18 seconds left. Um, he uh, Dan wants to talk about Justin Jefferson. I'm pretty sure he's on everybody's roster, man. He didn't have too many blow up weeks for us to not talk or not keep Justin Jefferson on the team. So, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna really uh preach how great he looks, man, even when Cousins having his bad weeks. But I will say, Justin's going off every third game, it looks like. So, for the analytics folks out there that follow yeah. stats and trends, so hey, will you give me 30 seconds to talk? Jameis Winston some more? Or how do you feel about Jameis Winston, man, as a quarterback? Uh, to be honest, I, I still think he needs to get acclimated in that system. Um, you could tell he's still getting settled in, so I wouldn't expect Drew Brees type production out of him. Um, but if you're, you know, desperate, I, I, I'd play him. I think I'd trust Andy Dalton more than Jameis right now. Um, I like Jameis for fantasy. That's the issue. But uh I don't think they're going to love him because I think he's boneheaded with his decision-making. He's not as patient. He's not as smart as uh, when Teddy Bridgewater was there last year. So I don't think they're going to put their trust in him like that, man. But I do think he might be all right for fantasy just because we know James will fling that ball. I'm not going to say it's going to be a good thing in real life, but it will be for fantasy. So James is cool, bro. I don't think that team going to get a, a bunch of dubs with him. All right, man. And with that being said, this has been another edition of the Dynasty Bros Redraft Show. Shout out to our family, Black and White Sports again. Make sure you guys check them out for the Taco Tuesday. Hit up to my bookie for all the sports bets. Gamble responsibly. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy your holiday that's coming up. So we'll, we'll chat again next week going into Thanksgiving. And dominate your league and your holidays, Dynasty Bro style. Peace and love. <laughs>